Greetings and welcome to The One. It's Friday, March 12th, and we are praying our way through Scripture during Lent. And so today, I want to finally touch on something that shows up in Scripture, both in the Old and New Testament alike, and that is the phrase, the fear of the Lord. This is a phrase used in one form or another throughout Scripture, but it prominently shows up in the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. The book of Psalms and Proverbs speak about this fear of God over and over again. The one verse we all probably are familiar with is Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Just through this single verse, we immediately get a sense of when we speak of the fear of the Lord, we mean something completely different than what fear commonly means in everyday usage. Today, when we hear of fear or speak of it, we are referencing a bodily reaction to our external circumstances that we don't want to suffer or experience. Go back to Wednesday's show when we talked about strength in relation to human weakness. Fear is another side of our human weakness. When we are weak, we can easily succumb to fear, a desire to not go through what we might have to. Fear is something that can be paralyzing to our action and blinds us to that strength that lies within us. Being afraid is an instinct and not something that is taught. We all have a threshold of fear to the unknown that lies ahead of us. However, when we speak of the fear of the Lord, we speak of a fear that actually brings wisdom, that brings a deeper knowledge of God. The fear of God is an instinct. It isn't something that comes natural, even though we are created in His image. But the fear of the Lord is something that is taught and learned over a lifetime. At the beginning of the book of Proverbs, we read, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. What this passage exhorts is a desire to know God above anything else in this life. And this means not simply to know of God, but to know God. And like anyone, the only way to know someone is to spend time with them. The fear of the Lord rests on our commitment to spend time with God and to seek the wisdom found in God's love for us. As St. Hilary, an early church father who lived during the 4th century, wrote, The fear of God consists wholly in love. Love is the one thing that we experience and share in in our humanity that is not earthly, but is completely heavenly. Love is the light that can come out of even the darkest of human hearts and is always transcendent. Love, in all its mystery, is a far better way of knowing and understanding anything in this life. Love is an awestruck fear of God, the source of wisdom, 
and the strength of our weakness. The Johannine community in the early church was a community focused on abiding in this love that is rooted in true wisdom and fear of the Lord. John, in his first letter, emphasized that the ordinary reaction of fear is no longer a part of us when we learn to love as Christ loves and to live as Christ lives. A reading from the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 16 through 19. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is so, also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Words and phrases that stand out for me are come to know and to believe, love perfected, no fear in love, perfect love casts out fear, and we love because he loved us first. Taking these words and phrases, let us pray. Gracious God, our ability to love anyone is rooted in the truth that you loved us first. Your love is apparent in the desire to create and how everything was made to be good. Your love is known in our knowledge and belief in you and basing our life and goals in accordance to your will and ways. Your love is seen upon the cross and the renewal of all things through your Son. Your love is experienced in how we love others. In all of these ways, your love is made perfect. We pray that that perfect love is found in us and that it casts out any fears we may have. May our love that we have in us be stronger than any fear, yet humble enough to fear you. In Christ. Amen. There is no fear in love except the fear of the Lord and our love is rooted in God's love. My arrow prayer for today is going to be, may our love that we have in us be stronger than any fear, yet humble enough to fear you. Again, make sure you are writing your own arrow prayer and praying it throughout the day. As Paul wrote to the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing, We fulfill this as a community when we pray and offer our prayers daily. The church as a whole, through us, prays without ceasing. God bless you and help each other conquer their fears by showing them what perfect love looks like. You are listening to The One, a place where we discover together Jesus, who is the one and only, and where we learn to fear the Lord.